Welcome back for episode 41 of Self-Signed Artist. If there's one social media app that you should be on for your artist career, it's TikTok. Today we're talking about how to use it strategically for promotion with Brian Hayes. You're listening to Self-Signed Artist, the podcast that helps independent musicians run their brand like a business. Now, your hosts, Kobe Nelson and Jake Mannix. How's it going, everybody? I'm Kobe Nelson, and I'm here with Jake Mannix. Yes, yes. Hello again. How you doing? I'm doing good. Came back for number 41 here today. How are you doing over there on the East Coast? Pretty good. Making the big announcement today that you're moving out to LA permanently? Just going to stay there forever now? Uh, I wish, but <laughs> you know, we all got to head home sometime. <laughs> Heading home tomorrow, right? So yes, yes, indeed. Back to the Beast Coast. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so for this episode today, we want to kind of continue on a little bit of the theme that we've been doing for the last couple episodes. We've been talking about visuals for your music brand, and we're continuing with that on the side of social media today specifically with TikTok. So, I mean, if you've been listening to this podcast for any amount of time, this is a a topic that we've kind of mentioned here and there in quite a few episodes, mostly just kind of in passing as we've been talking to artists and how they're using TikTok. But today we want to do a little bit more of a focused discussion on using it strategically for your music. And I mean, I'm going to come out right away and admit that I don't even have a TikTok account. I am not an expert at all on this topic. Jake, you've at least experimented with the platform, right? Like, yeah, I've, I've dabbled here and there. Right. So, I, I mean, we have some kind of knowledge just from talking about it and, and discussing strategy. But for our guest today, we have a great videographer and we're going to have a discussion specifically about creating content for TikTok. And again, if you've been listening to this podcast, he's been mentioned a few weeks ago in episode 35 with Johnny Two Phones, and he's been helping Johnny build a following on TikTok. If you heard that episode, you know of him as Coach Hayes, and we know of him as Brian. So we want to welcome to the podcast, Brian Hayes. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Thank you very much for being here. This is going to be good. I'm going to learn something in this episode, guaranteed, because the only things I know are from like researching the topic and hearing from artists and how they're using this. So I'm I'm excited to actually get something out of this. Before we actually dive into any strategies, can you just give us a rundown of the type of work that you're doing as a videographer and kind of how that plays into social media as well? So right now, most of the stuff I do as a videographer is sports-based. I'm like heavy into high school basketball. I shoot for a couple of companies, like social media companies that cover high school basketball. And it's actually a, like a really big industry. It doesn't seem like it would be, but it's huge. Jake's seen it firsthand living with me for the past like month. Yeah, that's All crazy. the stuff that people post and like viral videos. So most of what I do is create content for them. And then also I can post stuff for myself as well. And then on top of that, I work with Johnny Two Phones a lot on his content. Here and there with some other people, I help them out. Not as much as him, though, because we have more of like a friendship relationship. So I've just been helping him Mm -hmm. as a friend. Yeah, so that's how I'm in social media with videography. Nice. 
So is that primarily TikTok or is that a little bit of everything that you're doing? So with the basketball stuff, I actually ran a company called Slam Magazine's TikTok for a few months, got them from like 20,000 followers to 1.5 million followers. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it took like three and a half months to get that. But in terms of creating content, most of that's going on like YouTube and Instagram and stuff. Okay, so there's a little bit of a, a mix there, but that's yeah, that's a quick rise. I mean, TikTok is a, seems to be a platform where that type of thing is possible. So I'm, I definitely want to get your thoughts on some strategies to, to get to that for like, especially on the artist side of things. So you said for Johnny, like you kind of came at it from the friend end of things first, like you guys were friends first. How did you end up working with him and ultimately becoming Coach Hayes? So that's actually a really long story. We've known each other since like 10th grade in high school. We played basketball together during a travel season. And then I went to a college in Staten Island and then he went to Oneana. I didn't like my college. He was like, oh, you should come here. And at the time I was getting into videography and stuff. So that night he sold me on Oneana. I went to Oneana <laughs> like a few weeks later, hated it there. I, I, I'm just not like a college person. I don't like partying. I don't like any of that. So like maybe if I was at Hudson Valley living at home, it would have worked for me, but I left college. I went heavy into video and did a couple of videos for him here and there. I think the first music video we did was actually super late was, um, I think 21 was the first music video we did with him. But like, I was a part of other things like vlogs and stuff like that. And then recently, and this is with like most local artists, like solely, mostly everything, all of them. When I was running the slam page, I had freedom to post whatever I wanted. So I was like, Hey guys, hit me up. If you want me to like use your song, I'll use it. And no one really knew how much power TikTok had at that time. Like in terms of local artists and stuff, even like big artists, A-list artists, they weren't taking advantage of TikTok like they should have been. So like I had a platform with 1.5 million followers and they just never hit me up to use their audio. <laughs> <laughs> but then finally with Johnny, he hit me up because he has a lot of ideas. Like some of them are too great. And I kind of got to check him <laughs> on that. So he hit me up with his TikTok idea to like, do super edited videos would have taken like at least like I'm a professional videographer. It would have taken me at least an hour to edit them, which like for TikTok, that's a lot. I shut it down. He went through with it with his photographer, Mikey, and it did okay. I guess one video got 60,000 plays, but that's to the extent of that. And then a couple months later in, I think October it was, I went back to Albany to visit family and stuff. And I was like, yo, I do TikTok stuff. That's I've been doing it for a while. Like, just let me help you. Listen to me. And he finally let me listen to me. And like we started working on content ideas. And a big thing with him is like he needs people around him. Like there's some artists that can just sit there and like be alone during their TikToks. But he's very much so a showman and like needs people around him to bring the same kind of energy. So once we got him in like the right niche spot for him to create content it just blew up nice yeah so you had kind of a hand in both the like content ideas but also i don't know that kind of sounds like a like a producer role if we're looking at it like on the music side of things like where your part of your role was just to get the best performance out of him almost for his social media 
Yeah, I mean, in the beginning of his TikTok, like when we finally took over his TikTok, we were scripting everything. Like it, it was to the point where I was telling him what to say and like, because he just had no idea what was going on in the app. Like no one really knows until they spend a bunch of time on the app. Hmm. So now he's actually really good at it. He knows like how to speak, how to like, he doesn't really need me that much anymore. He still runs stuff by me for TikTok, but like, yeah, in the beginning it was everything. Like I was on the phone with him six hours a day, just straight FaceTime from Johnny two phones, FaceTime from Johnny two phones. <laughs> How'd you end up working so closely with music as a videographer? I know you said you got linked up with Johnny, but how did you start working with music? Cause I know you've done other projects as well. Yeah, I mean, I've done some of Jake's music videos as well. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> Jake doesn't like them, but like, <laughs> I did them. <laughs> I mean, it all just stemmed off of him, really, I think. And um, Riley Balcom, a local videographer as well, he's heavy into music videos and he does, like, he's probably one of the best in the area. Him and I bought a camera in the same day. Like, we were texting each other, like, oh, we're going to start doing videos. And he on the business side he's like he talks to anyone he's really good at networking so he got into music videos before me i was doing like basketball video type stuff and i just figured like oh i'm gonna try music videos too because i didn't know what i wanted to do later i figured out that it's not really my thing but like i'll still do it every once in a while depending on the artist Mm. Mm. and you didn't go to school for videography no so how did you learn youtube YouTube teaches you everything you need to know. I mean, school is, in my opinion, if you're going to learn, like go to film school, you kind of have to go to like a full film school, like a school that's known for film or else it's not really going to be beneficial. Right. And that's kind of a specific type of thing that you're learning in film school too that, I mean, I don't know because I haven't gone to film school, obviously, but like to me, in my mind, like that doesn't necessarily line up with what you're doing so much like is there even school for the type of videography that you're doing yeah definitely it's a newer industry but um i know film school teaches you like the base knowledge that you would need to know anyway because like even on these social media shoots some of them like there's super high paying social media shoots obviously and those are like you need to know perfect lighting like all of the stuff you learn at film school so like it's still beneficial but you don't necessarily need it. So I guess when it comes to, like you've said, you've done music videos, you've done some different types of things. When it comes to TikTok, Mm -hmm. to me, TikTok is kind of like a strange beast. Like we wanted to do an episode specifically about it rather than doing an episode about social media in general, because I mean, it kind of seems like the content that works on TikTok is specific to TikTok, like extremely specific even. And it's able to be much more, from what I've seen, much more raw than other platforms like Instagram, for example, or YouTube, which can lend themselves to that more kind of like carefully curated, carefully edited together kind of look. And that can work. And like professional music videos and everything in photography can be great content for those types of platforms, I think, like Instagram. And I think they can work for TikTok, too, if used correctly. But from what I've seen, at least, that's not the norm on TikTok. So can you tell us a little bit about your philosophy on content for TikTok? Like what types of things work best on that platform? So unless you are good enough creating the high quality content yourself, 
in my opinion, you should just shove the phone in front of your face and make cheap content. Obviously, there's a space for high quality content on TikTok, but in my opinion, if you aren't creating that content specifically to show off that high quality, then there's it's unnecessary. Like mm. the cheap content, in my opinion, I say cheap, like cheap in terms of like the production value of it. It's the best way to go because it's all about pumping out like content on content on content on TikTok because something's going to hit. Like the way their algorithm is set up, something is bound to hit if you just keep posting and keep posting and shoving it down people's throats. So as a professional videographer, it's weird telling people like, hey, you don't need good videos, but <laughs> that is my advice. And what, what's the hardest part of grinding TikTok like that, making so much content? I think the mental part of like posting videos, seeing them get 300 views and then still having to be like, oh, I got to keep doing this. Like it will pay off because I mean, you saw it firsthand, Jake, you blew up your first post. And then after that, you had, an, I think a couple other posts, but like, besides that, you weren't getting many views. That was it. So it's, it's definitely a mental game because even in the spot that Johnny Two Phones is at, he has like 200,000 followers, but that doesn't mean anything yet. Like there's kind of a point, like you hit a point in TikTok where, yeah, you're going to get views on anything, but to get to that point is super challenging. Mm. So what role do you think TikTok plays or will continue to play in the music industry? Um, I think it's huge in the music industry now. I don't know the longevity of TikTok. I don't know, like it could do anything. Social media is weird, but um, yeah. <laughs> especially with how heavy Instagram is trying to push reels and stuff. I don't know if TikTok will be taking over. Like we saw Vine. Vine didn't last too long either. But right now, I think it's the best way for artists to get put on. Even big artists, like it's the best way for them to promo their music, especially in a pandemic. Because like, obviously there's no shows. You can't be out there promoting your music in person. So TikTok, if you get a TikTok dance viral, like you're pretty much set. Yeah. To me, it's really interesting because it's kind of comes back to what you were talking about before, where the videos don't have to be perfect or anything like that. Like, I think that's one of the things that's really powerful about TikTok and something that could be really powerful for artists in particular. Like if you read anything about TikTok or, or what types of things work on TikTok, there's always an emphasis on authenticity and I should put air quotes around that, like listeners can't see me, but should put air quotes around authenticity, because I think that's such a hard thing to define in this particular case. And what I take that to mean is more like aesthetically, like yeah. TikTok works on that raw production style. And it's totally fine for a TikTok post to look like it was filmed and edited entirely on a phone. But I think it still has to be entertaining subject matter and and put together in a way that makes people want to spend more time on the platform. Can you speak to that at all as far as like musicians and when it comes to getting your music up there? Like what are some of the strategies that you can use to get people to stick around when you're trying to promote your music on TikTok? Yeah, I mean, I think you really have to be honest with yourself as an artist on TikTok because there's people like Soli Had who is so ridiculously talented musically, like, and he can just sing, like his voice is so unique. He can sit there and just sing his song. Mm. Probably gonna do pretty well on TikTok. Other artists are probably gonna have to try to like jump through some hoops and do like some gimmicky TikToks if they don't have that ability 
to like perform their music or if they don't have like super unique music that doesn't like pop out they'll probably have to like like i know i see a bunch of people doing corny little videos like oh my manager said i can't release this song unless i get 50,000 likes on this video <laughs> like stuff like that right now that's like overdone but stuff like that is kind of where people have to lean because you also have to understand your audience on tiktok is a lot younger than any other platform and mm. jake and i were just watching youtube videos of these people that johnny and i were playing basketball with and they appeal to the younger audience so much because it's so overly corny that like the only people that are going to watch it are little kids mm. so you could go that route but it also depends on like it's kind of a sellout thing do you want to go that far <laughs> But I think one of the interesting things about that, too, is I feel like that's the way a lot of social media platforms start. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like that was Instagram early on, too. Like, it was a younger audience or even like Facebook, like way back. Like, it was a younger audience. And then it like transitions, first of all, as people like get older with the platform, but also as just like more people join the platform. So I'm wondering for TikTok, like if it's going to stay that way. Or because even now I feel like I don't even know what the regular demographic right now for TikTok is. It's probably what, 16 to maybe mid 20s. Yeah. Primarily. Mm -hmm. Like I can see that getting older, like more older people jumping on it, especially as like the power of it has become more accepted, I guess you could say. So I'm kind of interested to see how that goes. But I definitely see what you're saying about like you can go that route of creating your content around the idea that it's going to be mostly viewed by younger people. I don't know. Are, are there any strategies for that as far as music that don't go the super, super corny route where it's not like you don't have to make like kid videos? I mean, realistically, if you just put your music out in an authentic way, like with Johnny, we chose his dad as a relationship because like, obviously it stands out his, him and his dad, his dad's always working. Like it's a real thing. We may have, I don't know if anyone knows this, but we may have scripted his viral video, but like, it's still authentic. It's real to him. Mm. And I think it came across as real and people didn't think it was scripted because of how real it was. Like you kind of just have to find your story a little bit and attach it to your music. And as long as your music is good enough, like it, I think it's going to come out. Like I think you're eventually, and you have to be consistent. Like not everyone's going to blow up in their first video. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I really like the idea of what you just said about and I think a lot of people make mistakes when it comes to this. Like when we say authenticity is really important on the platform, I think it's more authenticity of the idea. Mm -hmm. Like you can still create something in a way where like you have some say in it. It's not just like off the cuff making it up as you go. You can come up with an idea and hash it out and make it the most powerful thing that it's gonna be. And that can still be authentic as long as it's coming from an authentic place. And I mean, that video that, that you're talking about with Johnny and his dad, I mean, that that one was huge. I, mm -hmm. I don't even know how many millions of views that one has um, now. Quite a few. I know it got 16 million on Reels. I think it got like 8 million on TikTok. Yeah. So, I mean, there's proof right there <laughs> that that can work. Yeah. And like, people are still going to believe it's authentic because at the end of the day, people put their, like, there's no way any of those reaction videos are real. Like, are you going to tell me that the person that you're showing the song to don't see the phone on the windshield recording? <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's all 
it's definitely all planned but like you just have to word it and act it out in a way that it doesn't seem planned right i mean one thing with the reaction videos one thing that we've talked about in the past i believe it was episode nine quite a quite a ways ago is this idea of like social proof and especially with music i think that it's hard to hear a song for the first time and even really know whether or not you like it yet. Mm-hmm. So that kind of idea of social proof, having somebody react to it and almost tell you how to feel is really, really powerful. So if you can create that in an authentic way, like those types of videos, I think that works. I don't know. Maybe that is something that's overdone at this point. That is, that's something that's out there a lot. What do you think about like the trends and things being overdone? Is that a a problem with the platform or a problem with people who are creating content? Or is that an asset? Like, is that a a thing that people should be looking to do to hop on trends and things like that? I mean, I think you definitely want to hop on trends. Like that's pretty much what TikTok is made up of is people copying other people. Like I had a viral video of me pouring a bunch of chocolate into a cup of milk and then pouring like a little splash of milk and calling it chocolate milk. And this other kid copied it word for word, used my audio and he got more views than me. So like that's literally (laughs) what the app is made up of. But for people trying to do that, like you really have to be on the app a lot. You have to spend a lot of time on the app to understand what trends are in. Like you have to catch it on the come up kind of like, obviously you aren't going to be the first person doing it unless you're super creative, then that's also really cool. Like you're going to be huge, but you have to catch the trends earlier than like when they're dead. I see a lot of people trying to do the trend way too late and that's just not going to help them. Yeah. There's a threshold for that. If you've seen it too many times, then it's just another person doing it. I mean, one of the interesting things with that, and like you said, it's hard to create the new thing, but as an artist, I mean, that's kind of that's kind of the ideal, especially if you're trying to use your own music as the sound, right? Like mm-hmm. you you want people to be jumping on your song to do something. So is there any, I don't know, how do you how do you go about finding those types of things that you can get other people on the platform excited about enough where they're gonna use your song? in their TikTok? I mean, that's a super broad question, Yeah. but are there any things that you, like any advice that you have for people? So outside of the song, just naturally performing like that, because I've seen a, like most TikTok songs do just naturally pick up like that. Like one person does something to it and then it's just a chain reaction. Really, you need label money. Like you need a lot of money to pay because TikTok following, like we said before, is like so feeble and like it's not real following to a certain extent there's only a few people on the app that really have influence over like trends and stuff so you would have to pay them like the addison ray charlie d'amelio type people that have tens of millions hundred of million followers that actually have influence to start that and obviously that's like what the baby and meg the stallion who naturally have like tiktok soundy songs right. but that's how they blow up every single time is because they have that label money that pushes it towards these creators. Mm. So I didn't really answer your question, but like to answer your question, I don't think there's one certain way. Like, I don't think there's any way other than it naturally happening. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I, I I wouldn't want to tell people to write music specifically 
for the platform either. Like, I don't think that necessarily makes sense. I don't know, unless unless like that is your thing and or you just happen to write that type of music that you think could do well on TikTok. I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, it's it's the same thing as the creating content for kids thing. Like, how bad do you want to sell out your art for fame and success? Like, if you don't care about your art at all, go ahead. I mean, I'm not saying you don't care about your art, but if you don't like stand behind your specific art and the style you're going for before you go TikTok, then like go for it. I don't think that's for bad personally. Right. I mean, I'm not a musician, but like personally, I don't think it's a bad thing if you want to make TikTok music. Well, and it's also not to say that TikTok music or any music that comes up on TikTok is bad music and that yeah. like it doesn't work in you know, not on TikTok as well. It's just an interesting thing that there are definitely TikTokable. <laughs> there's a TikTokable sound. Yeah, there's definitely some people that you can tell they're making the song for TikTok. What about for like taking your music that hasn't been written specifically for TikTok and your other content, maybe your music video or I don't know, a- any other content that you've created? Are there any strategies for repurposing that in a way that can make it work better on TikTok? Because I feel like like a music video is meant to be more of a long form mm-hmm. like piece of content. It's directed at people who already know who you are. Like most people aren't tuning in to watch a music video if they've never heard of an artist before. Yeah. So like, is it a, just a matter of like cutting to the chorus of your music video and putting that up on the platform? Or are there any other ways to repurpose that content to make it better for TikTok. So my suggestion, if you have the ability on set for the music video is to have like a friend or something come with an iPhone and capture moments with the iPhone, like behind the scenes type stuff. Even if they're filming like you, your performance scene just with the iPhone, I think that would perform a lot better than having the high quality music video on the app. Mm. Because like, Personally, I see a high quality video most of the time. I'm just swiping because I think it's like an ad or like someone wants me to watch something. So if you get more of that authentic iPhone look, then I think you're going to do better. Absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I mean, that comes back to that idea of being authentic. Mm -hmm. You're giving people the peek into what's happening behind the scenes. People overlook that a lot of the time, I think, because that's the type of content that only somebody who's already a fan of you mm-hmm. would want to see. But I actually think that's not true. Like that's, that's intriguing. Like when you see somebody's real personality, like behind the scenes yeah. that I think has potential to make fans. Whereas something like a music video is really directed to somebody who's mo- already familiar with a song and stuff like that. So I think that's really, really great advice actually. Yeah. And since you're on the topic of repurposing content, I think that every single piece of content should be repurposed onto like, if you're making a TikTok video, you should be posting it on reels. And I know a lot of people have this mental block, like, oh, my friends are on Instagram. It's more of like a, that's your identity Instagram. Whereas TikTok is just like people posting content to get famous a little bit. I think everyone should be posting the same thing that they post on TikTok on reels. Even if you just down, even if it has the TikTok logo and people know you just took it from TikTok and put it on there, you should be posting because Instagram is really pushing that algorithm. That's true. Yeah. And and that's something that I don't know if we've mentioned that on the podcast before, but like any time that a social media app or anything is like promoting a new feature, especially mm-hmm. like that's something that you want to 
you want to jump on. So the fact that Instagram came out with Reels tells you that like if you take your stuff from TikTok and put it on Reels, chances are it's probably going to work. Yeah, especially since they're in competition. Like it's not even just a new feature. They're trying to beat out TikTok. So they're going to push exactly. it twice as hard. Yeah. I also liked what you said. I've never really thought about the two like apps as different audiences but and now i feel dumb not having thought of that but like when you said that like instagram is your friends and tiktok is more like strangers you're trying to come across Mm -hmm. random people but that makes total sense just the way it's all set up really like you your instagram you are choosing who whose content you want to see and i guess there is some of that on tiktok too but it, it is a lot more of the just kind of like stumbling across something yeah and it's it stems in my opinion from people like not wanting to get on the app because they see it as childish again and Mm. i had tiktok super early because my little cousins got me on it and i was like what's this like i have no idea what it is no one i knew had it because it seemed like a little kid's app it seemed like musically and like i definitely wouldn't download musically (laughs) (laughs) so i downloaded it and for months like i didn't follow anyone except for my cousins because i didn't know anyone on the app so i was just scrolling through my for you page and like that's at the point where people around my age were like kind of embarrassed to have the app so you had it in like a folder hidden away somewhere on your phone (laughs) (laughs) so as it's grown obviously there's more and more people but i think the idea of like oh no one i know is going to see this content so i'm more confident posting it comes from that Mm. do you think that that is an important thing as far as making content specifically for TikTok, like kind of having that, I don't really care (laughs) like vibe about it. I mean, I think that's important for any social media. Obviously it's hard to tell someone like, Oh, be confident, post it. Like, (laughs) because I myself have issues with that too. Like I don't want to post stuff of myself. That's embarrassing, but like, (laughs) yeah, that definitely helps with social media and not caring what people are going to think of you and music. Like, I think it's going to hold you back musically if you just care about what everyone thinks. That's a good point. But like I said, it's much easier said than done. Are there any uh, mistakes that you and Johnny made on the way up or things that you wish you did differently? I definitely wish that we had another song. I mean, we, he had other songs ready to go, but like put it out for people to see instead of pushing rescue and only rescue for like a month and a half i wish we had pushed a different song or something because we got to the point where people were like okay dude we we've heard rescue like we did it and then they stopped tuning in i feel like a little bit i don't think it's like super negative like it's gonna bounce back because he has so much good music that it's bound to like something's gonna hit but if anything that would be it How important do you think like the frequency of posting is like, is it something where you need to have completely fresh new content all the time? Like, I don't know. I've seen suggestions of like three to four posts per day. Mm -hmm. And like, to me, that seems like a lot of work. (laughs) And like, I mean, I'm not an artist. I'm not posting to the platform at all but that's that's like daunting to me do you think that's necessary in order to be successful i mean it's not necessary but it definitely increases your chances like i don't know if you're only posting once a week you better have extremely good content like your music no one can turn it off basically like people are desiring your music but if you have no fan base and you're thinking like oh i'm gonna get by by just posting 
one song a week or one video a week. And I think this goes with like every piece of content. If obviously you can't put out three to four songs a day, but like if you're trying to build your fan base and you don't have consistency in posting music and like getting stuff out there, then I think you're doing it wrong. And you don't even have to do like crazy content for those three to four videos. Like you can hop on those trends, those dancing trends or like spin it yourself and do the trend. Like how important do you think it is to have your own content? If you're like, if you're say you're promoting your song, like Mm -hmm. how much of the content that you're putting out needs to be about that in order for it to be useful to you as an artist. You know what I mean? Like if you're doing trends and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm assuming that could still be helpful to you. Yeah, I mean, you definitely need to have a healthy mix because otherwise, like, people are just going to get sick of the content of pushing your song. Or if you don't let people know that you make music, they aren't going to know. So I don't have, like, an exact ratio as to what it is. You kind of have to base it off of, like, like, there's this kid 3478 in that pretty much only posts music stuff. He does a couple trends but it works for him because of the audience he has. He has like that new age emo type music, the like, I don't know what genre it really falls under, but it works for him because of the audience he has. So really you just have to be aware of who you're trying to reach and like who you have listening already. To me, that's not, it's a tough thing to kind of figure out who your audience is, especially when you're trying to grow your Mm -hmm. audience and you don't have a massive audience how much do you think it matters if you have variety in your content versus like doing one thing where people kind of like know that that's what you do? Like for example, uh, an account that does just do like reaction videos or something like that, that if you know that account, you know, that's what they do. Is that just as valuable as having a ton of variety or is a ton of variety better or worse? Like how does that break down? Well, that again, I think, depends on what you're doing so like if you're making music and trying to push it on the app it's extremely difficult to put out four to five pieces of content of the music you make per day so i think that's where you need a little filler content if you're doing reaction videos where your your content is made for you like you pretty much just use other people's content react to it like you aren't really making the original content it's original but like you aren't the base of it isn't original then that's a lot easier and you should just stick to like one thing or if like you're a cooking channel, you should just stick to one thing because if you have variety, people are going to be confused. But as an artist, you're more so selling people on your personality and like who you are in my personal opinion. Like obviously some people see it differently. You're showcasing your music, your art, but like in my opinion, in this day and age, like the music isn't enough. You kind of need to have something to go along with it. People need to be attracted to personality So throwing in your personality, I don't think is ever a bad thing. Right. Yeah. That makes total sense. So how about, let's say there's an artist out there that doesn't want to be, doesn't even want to have a TikTok account. Mm -hmm. They just want to push their music through the TikTok creators that are already there. And that's it. What would you have to say to them? I hope you have money. Like that's the only, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you can hit up a bunch of smaller creators, like 50 to a hundred thousand followers, but those people also have some egos. They think that they are important people. So they're probably going to ask you for money. That's not worth it for you to pay. And that's an issue that a lot of artists I think have, they pay people for TikTok content, but don't realize that like 
yeah, they have 30,000 followers, but that doesn't really mean anything on that app. So yeah, if you don't want to get on the app, then like get on the app. That's, <laughs> that's my advice. Is there, is there like a threshold for that? Like what size account does it actually become worth working with? I mean, you really just have to look in, at engagement on top of the size because like if someone has a million followers, I've seen people with a million followers getting 3000 views on some videos, which mathematically doesn't make much sense right? Yeah. in terms of like traditional social media. Like usually it's like you need 10% engagement or else your followers are fake, but TikTok that's thrown out the door. Like you could have a million followers. They actually followed you. You didn't pay for those followers, but they just don't see the content. So really you just have to check engagement. And like I said, there's very few people that have the ability to like influence a new trend every single time. Something that you said the other day, Brian, was that sometimes creators will delete their lower performing videos so their profiles mm -hmm. will look better too so they can keep charging more or whatever. Yeah, and I'm not sure if there's apps and softwares to check that. I know Instagram has stuff that like you can see their actual engagement and how many followers are active on there. I'm not sure if TikTok has anything like that yet. I mean, sometimes you can tell based off of um, like dates that they were posted and stuff. And like, you can tell if there's a big gap in time between their two posts that they're just keeping the viral videos. But other than that, there's not really any way to tell. It's kind of a gamble. Yeah, that's true. I would have never thought of that. Like vetting somebody before you're paying for something because yeah you don't know who paid them really for anything mm -hmm. so they they could have been paid by a bunch of people that like nothing came out of it at all yeah for sure <laughs> that's kind of scary i don't know i i know it's like it's a gamble at the end of the day no matter what but like are there any other things that you can do to make that more likely to be worth the money that you're putting on it i mean like i said before about like staying on top of trends you really just have to be on the app like you have to be aware of who people are on the app like, it's funny having Hanaji, Jake, and Johnny live with me the past month, how like out of tune, I'm, I'm not saying this in a mean way, but how out of tune they are with social media and like who's in social media. Like, I know all of the drama in social media. I know all the people <laughs> in the social media world. Loves it. I don't even know if I love it. I just like know it because I'm on the app so much. And like, I could tell you, oh, you should pick this person because they live in a content house with these people and these people have crazy engagement. So like it's real. Yeah. So that's really, you either need to be on the app yourself learning all of that stuff, or you need to know someone that knows all that stuff. Right. You got to find a coach Hayes. Yeah. Johnny comes <laughs> to me with a bunch of lists for TikTok creators that like people curate these creator lists that like, Oh, we'll take this amount of money and push it to all of these creators and he has no idea who these people are. He sends them to me and I'm like, eh, this, 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 this isn't worth it. But that's where a bunch of companies will get you because they'll show you like, oh, we have a reach of 20 million people in this TikTok list because they have that many followers combined. But a lot of the content creators don't really matter. Mm. Like, do you have any advice for people if they're trying to if they're trying to find somebody like you trying to find a friend or something who has some of that knowledge like, where can people go to find that? I would honestly just go to younger people. Like, I'm 22. I'm even probably a little old for, like, in terms of knowing the app like that. 
But realistically, if you had like a younger sibling, a younger cousin, anyone younger in the family, just talk to them about it because they might not know like the business side of it, but they know who's popular. They know who like those popular people are friends with. They know all of these content creators by heart, probably even more than me. So yeah, I would talk to them for advice on like, hey, I have this person that wants me to um, pay them. Do you think that they have like real fans? Do people care about them? And obviously word it in a way that like is easy for them to digest. But I think young kids could honestly help you a lot more than you think. Mm, that's a good thought. And yeah, just go to the <laughs> go to the people who are using it the most. Yeah, I think that's good advice. Mm-hmm. What, what are some of the major misconceptions that people have just in general with TikTok? Like say somebody who has no experience with it whatsoever and is kind of skeptical about it. Like what... What are the major misconceptions that people have that you can kind of smash? Um, TikTok isn't just a bunch of kids dancing. It's not musically. It's more so Vine than musically. And mm. but it's like a new age Vine where like it just works for everyone and like you can create content that's gonna promote stuff on there. Whereas Vine was just a bunch of stupid videos. This is more like you can target people with these. It's not, even though I keep saying the audience is younger, it's not really a little kids app anymore. Like from when I got on it, even when Jake got on it, it's aged so much. And I think I credit like Meg Thee Stallion and DaBaby for being two of the first artists. Like they were kind of cutting edge with TikTok. They pushed their music on there first. Meg Thee Stallion definitely before DaBaby. And now they're just huge TikTok artists. So I think that people think that it's a lot younger than it is even today yeah i think that people just have to get on tiktok and stop worrying about like oh it's a little kids app it's not for me yeah i mean i i totally know where you're coming from on that because like i was that until like fairly recently you know like until seeing these artists kind of like legitimize it and show that it is like it's actually a powerful tool and something that all i think all artists really regardless of genre, regardless mm-hmm. of anything, regardless of age, whatever, should at least be looking into and trying. It is, I think, discouraging for a lot of people starting out on it because it is an app where you can get literally nothing, <laughs> <laughs> like n- no engagement at all mm-hmm. or a ton. And it's, I don't know, a, a big mystery to a lot of people. But I think you've given a lot of good advice today for for ways to make that work or different different ways to think about it do you have any kind of last advice overall for artists when it comes to tiktok um like i said just stay consistent try not to get too discouraged when your content doesn't really do anything because everyone has content on there that doesn't do anything other than that you just have to realize that like if you put your talent out there you're better than probably 95 percent of the world realistically because like 95 percent of the world doesn't do what you do they haven't even attempted it. So like you could be impressing people even if you don't think it's impressive or like even if you compare yourself to your peers and like they're more impressive at this certain thing, you are probably more impressive than 95% of the world and people might be impressed by it. So don't be scared to post it. I think that's good advice in general just for not being scared to put yourself out there with your music. Mm-hmm. Well, Brian or or Coach Hayes, thank you so much for taking the time to sit down and talk with us about this. This has been really informative to me. 
And I mean, this is such a complex topic. So we really appreciate your insight and and for you kind of giving us the rundown on all of this. So thank you. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me. And you should um get a TikTok. It's entertaining too. <laughs> <laughs> I should. I don't know. I've been dancing around it for forever. Just like, I don't know what I would post. I'm not an artist myself. You don't even have to post. It's super entertaining as well. Like the content that you can watch is super entertaining. True. Yeah. I And I feel like I should be more informed about it than I am as far as trends and everything. So yeah, maybe I will. <laughs> I will. I'll, I'll commit to it here. I'll get a TikTok. <laughs> I'll follow your account once you make it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brian, thanks again for coming on, brother. Guys, if you liked this episode, I know it was a little different about TikTok, not directly about music, but I think we have some gems in here from uh, Gatekeeper Brian. And if you guys liked this episode of Self-Signed Artists, go ahead and leave a five-star written review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you guys again. Absolutely. Thanks for listening. And that's all we've got for you on this episode. And we'll catch you on the next episode of Self-Signed Artist. Peace. See ya. Thank you.